has all the knowledge you want. Malik Books has all the knowledge you need. Malik Books. Yeah, they have all the books that the whole wide world wanna read. Malik Books. Welcome, welcome, welcome to Malik's Bookshelf, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. Episode 17. Welcome, everybody. We're on episode 17. And what I'm featuring on this episode is a conversation I had with Chaney Sese, who is the host of Malik's book, Storytime Live, something we've been doing for the last year, came out during the pandemic. We do an IG Live. She reads books to kids, and she's very committed. She has a master's, and she loves children. And so I feature an interview because we came up on our one-year anniversary since starting Storytime Live on Instagram and we just hosted an in-person event at Malik Books for the first time we featured Storytime Live. We had some kids come out. We gave some free books. So I'm going to interview Chaney Zeze about our one-year anniversary of Storytime Live. Another segment of this episode is an interview I did with Amafi Sanika, who wrote a children's book called Makeda. So I'm going to interview her about Makeda, the Queen of Sheba, a beautiful, illustrated, and inspirational children's book. And my book review for this episode is the one and only icon who conquered two industries, both hip-hop and Hollywood, Will Smith, new book, Will. Aberfee Sainika, tell us more about what inspired you want to write this particular children's book about a heritage and a legend, uh, well, not necessarily, but this historical account mm-hmm. of, of uh, King Solomon and his wife, right. Queen of Sheba. Oh, Sheba. Yeah. Right. Well, that beautiful, beautiful picture on the front of that book, and it is beautiful. Yes, it is. Uh, and I can say that because I didn't do it, but my artist friend drew that, right? Mm-hmm. But that is actually a portrait of my own daughter when she was that age. I see. And her name is Makeda. She's named after the Queen of Sheba. Okay, okay. So, so this is so, near and dear and you know, personal to you. Yeah, this book. It's very personal, yeah. yeah. Okay. So, so once, you know, she was about, I think, seven or eight years old when he did that portrait of her. And when I looked at it, you know, I can tell you truthfully, I thought about, you know, writing a story about her or whatever, but nothing was really formulated. And one morning, I woke up, and I maybe about six o'clock in the morning, and somehow this story just came straight out of my head onto a piece of paper. And within 30 like minutes, that. it was written. It was, yeah, it was written. I mean, the framework yeah, was there. Yeah, you know, yeah. of course, it was I a calling. Policy, it's like that sometimes, the calling, you know, it, it, it pulls yeah. out like water. Yeah. yeah. It did. It absolutely did. So uh, that's the thing. But let me explain what it is. The Ethiopians refer to her as Makada. It's just a different pronunciation. Mm-hmm. Okay. okay. They refer to her as Makada. We call her Makeda. And sometimes you'll hear even Ethiopians say Makeda. Mm. What okay. do you want readers to okay. get? From okay. reading, I describe book. I describe what I do as a textbook. Okay, 
I want them to study it the way that they would study a textbook. Um, the thing is, Miriam McCabe told my daughter at one point, he was just giving her autograph, said, study well, Africa needs you, okay? And so my thing is, study well, the world needs you, you know, mm -hmm. okay? What I want children to get from it, first of all, I wanted them to see something that was absolutely beautiful and very well done and specifically made for them. Okay, so that's the first thing. The second thing is I wanted them to get information, you know, so they would understand who they are and to be appreciative of who they are. And hopefully they'll be motivated to expand from there, you know, um, so that mm -hmm. they can come with some more information, mm -hmm. you know. Sure, sure. Um, Dig deeper, find out more culture, more heritage. What Absolutely. Right. Absolutely. And the thing is, um, I'm actually in the process of writing the second book. Okay. And in the second book, she's getting ready, Queen Sheep's getting ready to meet up with Califia. Okay. And you know who Califia is. I think I've heard something, but I'm I'm not sure. Well, if you hear me say Califia, the first thing you're gonna think is California. Mm -hmm. That's who, who the state of California is named for a black woman. That is a historical fact. Sure, sure. And that, yeah, yeah. The only thing is, she wasn't a real person. She was part of a novel, you know. And she was just a fictitious thing. But she was still this wonderful queen that ruled over this land called California. Oh, okay. And she was a colleague. You know, colleague of Baghdad, right? But she was a female, so she was a Califia. So and she ruled over California. And so she, Queen of Sheba's getting ready to meet up with her next. Okay, so this you is know. like a, a two his, historical fiction characters then meeting um, yeah. and, and yeah. creating a relationship. Okay, one, you know, right. one from, you know, quote unquote, uh, you know, I, you know, Africa, you know, it's Africa and the middle that the Suez Canal doesn't change the fact that. Um, that's the Middle East. It still was part of Africa, you know. And it was part of Africa. Right. So oh, yeah. we're talking Africa meets the Western world. Is that, <laughs> is that what you, the direction you're going in? You know, California. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Oh, yeah. Okay. You know, I, I like uh, it. It's so, got a nice twist to it. Okay. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Yeah. You know, but oh, what I say about my son, though, was when I saw him, he was so beautiful. And I thought, if I don't teach him that he's beautiful and worthy, this culture is going to dumb him down. Well, tell yeah, him yeah, absolutely. well two things can't yeah. occupy the same space at the same time. So, you know, in this world, you know, um, lighter is considered fair and beautiful and dark is not. It's the opposite. And so, yeah, we have to teach. You know, it's our responsibility to teach our culture and our history and to uplift our people in a way that inspires them to be great and and to prosper. So, right. you know, books like yours is very important and significant to reach children because, you know, it matters how you think about yourself, how you view yourself and how you think of yourself. And you can't walk this world and be successful if you don't love yourself and you don't be yourself. And so I, I definitely, you know, like books like yours because it's spiritual and, and it's, and it's 
you know, uplifting. So thank you for this opportunity to talk with you and get a few words. I just wanted to take this time and call you because, you know, I've been blessed to meet so many different authors like yourself. And I want to take time because my platform is Malik's Bookshelf. You know, bringing the right. world together with books, culture, and community. And I like to always get a chance to talk to some of the authors and just talk about uh-huh. their books and so forth. So thanks for taking the time out and sharing the insights uh-huh. about your timely uh-huh. book, Makita. Well, thank you so much for appreciating it. I really did try to make sure, like I said, that it was a very quality production. Yes, it is. Very colorful. You know. Yes. Yes. Illustrations are beautiful. Oh, illustrations. Oh, Oh, yeah. Yeah. And that guy, he's my buddy, right? Yeah. He is now doing illustrations. His wife has just finished a book, but it's for adults, you know. Okay. But he did illustrations. This guy is really something else. Yeah. So now I'm getting ready. I'm down to Malik. I'm going to have to do a reorder of my Queen of Sheba book. I was hoping to get the other one completed. But now I'm kind of on a short schedule. I need to hurry up and get the second one done because I'm just about out of the first books. I think I'm down to about my last hundred books. Oh, wow. You know. Hey. Yeah. Kudos yeah, to you. So, you Congratulations. Yeah. yeah. You made an investment yeah, so, and, they, and they selling. And we thankful to be, yeah. to be a part of that. Exactly. So, so hey. So anyway. Thank all you. All right. You enjoy appreciate your day. Appreciate you too. It. You're okay, welcome. You take care. Bye-bye. Oh, bye-bye. My book review for this episode is a book that I knew I had to read the minute it came out. You know, I love reading books about success and people's journey and walk. It's inspiring. And we might see all the glitter, all the fame, but at the same time, we don't know all the background and what they had to do to get to that uh, top or that level of success. But I'll tell you this, this person... um, became a leading artist in rap. He became a leading Hollywood actor as well. That's a very difficult thing to do, to be an A-lister in both arenas. You know, these are two different worlds, but this is a mega star. He's known all over the world for his achievements. Uh, people know him by his smile, by his statue, is none other than Will Smith, new book, Will. Now, it was written with the help of Mark Manson, who wrote The Sublime Art of Not Giving a F, which is one of the bestsellers at Malik Books. <laughs> it's a great book. It's an inspirational book. But back to Will. Will Smith's book is a memoir about his life. And he opens up about many of his challenges, both family and Hollywood and as a human being and all the some of the ins and outs that he had to deal with becoming this mega star. You know, he's he came out of Philadelphia, started out as a rapper, became a sitcom success on Fresh Prince of Bel-Air. And now he's a, a mega star in Hollywood, featured in so many different films in Hollywood, but his new book, Will, is just an extension of himself. And what I like about that title, Will, is the fact that Will 
is a very strategic word. You know, you got to have a will to do whatever it is that you want to do. You're not going to be successful in anything without a will. You got to be determined to want to do something where your attitude matters, your determination matters, your view matters, your goals and objections matter. Well, that's your will, your will to bring into existence that which you desire. So that's a great title, will, because it's just the perfect, perfect word to describe the elevation of Will Smith from a kid from Philly to now a person that's known and revered all over the world. Will Smith had to will himself into this reality that exists today. And the title of the book is perfect. I love this book, this memoir, simply because Will opens up and he shares the world some of the difficulties and challenges he had to go through being a megastar and how it impacted his family. You know, it's hard to, as as a family member, to get out of the shadow of such a huge megastar as Will Smith. And that comes with his own challenges. But this book opens up and talks about Hollywood, talks about his family, talks about his personal life. So Will Smith, pick up your copy because it's a great, inspiring book about a megastar who has conquered two industries and is known all over the world. So pick up your copy of Will Smith's new book, Will. I have the pleasure of having Channing Zayze, the host of Storytime Live here at Malik Books. And we on one year anniversary. And so I want to just talk to her for a few minutes about this exciting anniversary that we had this week. And just talk to us about this whole Storytime Live and the year that went by and your thoughts about Storytime Live. Well, thank you so much, Malik. Storytime Live, you know, started during the pandemic. It was a great opportunity for myself and a great opportunity, I feel, for you for us to do a mashup, I would say. You know, kids, they couldn't go to the library. They couldn't come into the store. And you have so many beautiful books. How would they even know that that they're on the shelves, right? So it's like, let's go ahead. Let's read to them once a week. Let's expose your store. Let's expose them to as many books as possible. And that's how it got started. Um, I'm a social worker by profession. I've been a preschool teacher before. And I just had to transfer my skills. And I enjoy it. I really enjoy reading the books, getting to know the authors. And every once in a while when a kid comes in, it's nice to meet them and their parents too. Because books really do change the world and I'm just I'm so yes, thankful you. that it's been one year I can't believe yes. it yes and I'm so excited <laughs> for us going into year two to have merchandise to have a t-shirt coming out and just to see where else this could go so I'm yes, super yes, excited yes 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 you have been a blessing your commitment is solid we appreciate you in every way Sometimes we don't say it enough, but I want to say it on behalf of Malik Books. And you are team Malik Books, absolutely. And, I, you know, this is why I want to take the time out and talk to you 
for my audience on Malik's bookshelf about what we've been doing for the last year with Storytime Live every Wednesday at 7 p.m. Pacific time on Instagram. We just did a live event here at Malik Books, and it was just a joy to see you read in person to these children that came out today. We gave some free books out, and it was just a blessing for us to do the event here today at Malik Books. And you mentioned on some of the things to come, anything additional you would like to mention just to come forth from Storytime Live? You know, I'm thinking of some more ideas, you know, to kind of freshen up Storytime, but right now I want to continue reading online once a week, like I said, the merchandise, um, and let me see other people who can get involved. We are going to have some more authors um, who will drop by just to say hi to the kids, so the kids and the parents can actually meet some of these people who are behind the words. So I think that's going to be really good, and we'll see where this goes within the next year. Hopefully, yes, really yes, big things yes, will happen. Yes, yes, Kids are important, and I think they are important to you because we wouldn't have been able your commitment in doing this pandemic and 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 making sure that we every week every week be available for Storytime Live. Kids are important to you and tell us why. Why are kids important to me? Well, I was a teacher, um, a preschool teacher for a number of years, but I just remember my mom reading to me, uh, my mom and then my neighbors, uh, Grandma Lou and Marguerite, they were retired librarians, so they would take the time and, and read to me. And then also Lois and Virgie, they were sisters and they would Anytime they would see me, they would always give me a book, but they would make sure that it was um, a storybook about someone who was African-American, right? And at the time, those the African-American storybooks were just kind of coming out, and they would always make sure that I had one in my hand. They would just give me a book. And I just, I remember that, and that meant so much to me. And I was thinking, wow, during the pandemic, I bet the kids and the parents are kind of burnt out. They've been at home let's provide a story time for them. Give the parents a little bit of a break, right? They get to be introduced to new books. They get to see a new face and hopefully I can build a relationship with them. And I truly do mean that I do enjoy seeing everyone's smiling face online, the regulars and people who are new. I truly enjoy it. Kids are very important to me. Reading is important to me. And I'm just so thankful for the opportunity. I just want to give them, I guess, a little bit of what I grew up with. So. Absolutely, absolutely. And we got something in common at Seedell in the yes, house. Yes. I have an undergrad, but you got the master's. Yes, yes. <laughs> I have my master's in social work um, from USC, class of 2013, concentration, work, and life. So um, we do non-traditional social work. I am a social worker by profession, but I like to transfer my skills in other um, venues. That's kind of what I was trained to do. So you know what? This encompasses social work, talking to kids, reading books, mm -hmm. interacting with people, mm -hmm. seeing how people feel, what kind of books they can connect with. So I really do enjoy it. And Malik, I'm thankful for the opportunity that, you know, you, us teaming up together. Yes, you know, yes, we didn't yes. know each other, which is really crazy. <laughs> we did not know each other. I had no idea that he went to SC. The only thing that I saw is when I was at the mall looking for the Black Don't Crack kiosk to get a sweatshirt. Shout, shout out to Black Don't Crack. And someone said, oh, you might want to go upstairs and ask Malik. I didn't know who Malik was. Ugh. I said, OK. And my friend and I just saw this bookstore with like just lined with ch black children's books. And we were like, we had to go in. And that's how it all started. So 
Thank you so much for the opportunity and for trusting me to do this. You and Miss April. You're welcome. I really appreciate it. Thank you. I have one more question. You're welcome. You are. One more question. I always take the time out to ask people this one question because you see what's on Malik's bookshelf. Wall to wall. Shelf to shelf. A lot of these books is in my home as well as here. But what's on your bookshelf? What's on my bookshelf? Okay, so I'm always talking about Jasmine Gulleroy. I love, okay, Jasmine Gulleroy, if you're listening, yes, I know that you will be at the Festival of Books at USC. I hope to meet you. Um, I like Jasmine Gulleroy. I also have Atomic Habits. I've just, uh, I just started that book. What else? Um, Nicole Lynn's book is very good. I recommend that for anyone who's a professional social worker. What else is on my bookshelf? I have like several books. Um, goodness. Ah, you put me you put me on the spot. Those are the ones I'm reading right now. Atomic well, you, Habits. Yes, and yes. and Jasmine Gulleroy. She's she's always and then I also What's have, her title? Um The Wedding Date. I just finished okay. and I've actually now That's I'm starting. Whole <laughs> yes, it's a whole universe and yeah. now I'm starting on um, I think it's The Wedding Party and I also have um, her latest book that just dropped. That's on my bookshelf as well. Okay, okay, yes. okay. What well, are some exciting books? Um, obviously, you going from self-help all the way to novels and back to self-help. Yes, absolutely. <laughs> I have to balance it out because I'm a social worker. So, you know, I can only take so much self-help and I need yeah. a little bit of, you know, fantasy. I just need to escape. So I love yeah. my escapism. Well, thank you, Chani. Thank you. We appreciate you. We love you. And we'll continue this another time. Thank you for joining me on Malik's Book Show, bringing a world together with books, culture, and community. You know, one of the questions that I get all the time when I'm interviewed is, why did Malik get into the book business? (laughs) What inspired you to get into the book business? Well, to me, the answer is simple. Books changed my life. And I want to use books to change other people's lives uh, and also to affect the community in a positive manner. I say books, not bullets. Books, not bullets. There are a lot of things that I know me personally I could have done, but I chose uh, something that meant something to me because it affected me in a positive way. And, you know, one thing that I don't agree on is censorship. I just feel like, you know, the saving grace of America has always been the fact that the First Amendment, which is, you know, the Bill of Rights. And I think that many of the great changes that have come about as a result of having the Constitution and Bill of Rights allowed, even though people who stood up, there were activists and protesting and so forth, They were able to, you know, speak their mind, speak their heart, speak their voice simply because it doesn't mean they weren't going to be persecuted. Didn't mean you weren't going to be marked. It doesn't mean that you people was not going, you know, feel a certain way because it's always consequent no matter what we do or what we say. But the reality is that. If you believe in something hard enough and stand on it firm enough, it will bear fruit. And so people like Dr. Martin Luther King and so many other activists and and people who made a stand against injustice, 
done so because the First Amendment gave that opportunity, gave them the right to challenge the forces that wanted to silence what should be heard. And all I'm saying is this is why I oppose censorship. Whether I like it or not, I could just change the channel. But to get offended, or, or should I say, to denounce someone for speaking their mind and persecute them for speaking their mind, when all you have to do is turn the channel and walk away, you know, and I'm not saying that consequences don't come about. And I'm not saying that, you know, that that's the answer and a cure all to everything. But the reality is that the free speech in America has been the saving grace of America and it has allowed America to make changes for the better. And it allowed America to evolve into a different country because of free speech. And when you censor free speech and when you silence people because you don't like what they have to say, then it, it becomes, you know, a dictatorship. And it becomes do as I say. And it, and it takes your freedom and it takes your liberty because there never would have been a Martin Luther King. There never would have been a Malcolm X. There never would have been a Muhammad Ali. There never would have been anyone who stood up against injustice if it wasn't for that First Amendment Bill of Rights free speech. People are shot all over this world and in prison all over. Why? Because they speaking out and protesting against something they don't like. So when we get to the point, if we change that... In America, then we going to hell in a rocket ship because that's what allowed America to change and grow. We can't be like uh, these other countries where you can't even speak out against something that you don't like, something that is an injustice. Because the minute you silence that, you take the saving grace of America away. And America has no way to grow and only a certain cabal of people then can dictate what should be heard and believed. Freedom is important and it is necessary for free speech to exist in order to have liberty and freedom. And that's what's on my mind, heart, my mind and heart because I don't believe in sin. Malik Books is a place where books have a many different viewpoints. Books, not bullets. Books, not bullets. So that's all I have to say. Uh, that's what was heavy on my mind because I just see a change shifting in America as it relates to free speech. And I think that, you know, we need to be very careful and tread lightly when we start eroding these values and principles in, in the, it's a law. <laughs> it ain't just a value and a principle, but free speech is a law. But when we start to reinterpret it to create silence of one's voice, just because you don't like something. If you don't like it, turn the channel. But don't change the what has allowed voices to be amplified 
and I'm concerned about the next Martin Luther King, the next Malcolm X voices. They can be heard and change can be emulated for the better or, you know, come about as a result of people speaking out and speaking in mind and standing up. We got to change. We got to grow. And you can't do that if you silence, if you silence people speaking out against injustice, against what is wrong. You know, we need to fix this system that's been broken. So that's what's on my mind. That's what's on my heart. And I hope you enjoyed this episode. This was a bonus piece that I put together just before I was finishing my episode 17 the spirit just came upon me and I and I, you know, felt that I needed to say something that was on my mind. It was near and dear. And I was, you know, books, not bullets. Thanks for listening to Malik's Bookshelf, where topics on the shelf are books, culture and community. Be sure to subscribe and leave me a review. Check out my Instagram at Malik Books. See you next time.